Carolina podcast. Diving, diving deep. Diving deep into all things Texas, both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General, Sean McClain. Welcome, welcome to Utopia. All right, John, let's shift gears. The Texans start training camp this week. We'll get into some of the final questions that we have before training camp, but I guess the big news Texans-wise um, over the weekend, uh, they announced their seven assistant coaches that are going to coach during training camp on the Bill Walsh Diversity Fellowship Program, one of whom is former Texans great Jonathan Joseph, multi-time Pro Bowler, greatest free agency signing in the history of the team, still makes his home here in Houston, and um, he is going to be one of the assistant coaches that are part of this fellowship program. Uh, I guess, John, just for the benefit of people who are unfamiliar with the program, give like the 30-second thumbnail sketch as to what exactly this is. That Jonathan Joseph and a handful of other assistant coaches from various walks of life, high school coaches, college position coaches, et cetera, are going to be taking part in here. This has been going on for years in the NFL. Uh, one year, the Texans had Billy White choose Johnson as their minority coach. It wasn't Bill Walsh then. And Billy came in and worked with the returners as well as the receivers. And that was really cool. And so having J. Joe back, I thought when he played that he should go immediately to either their coaching staff, player relations, something with this team, because he's one of the all-time great guys. And I think he'd be a terrific coach. And I don't know if he wants to do it full time. This is probably going to give him a taste of coaching. And I think it's tremendous. So I, I agree with you. And I think Jonathan Joseph would be great. Um, I tweeted over the weekend that, uh, John, I hearken back to 2011 when Jonathan Joseph got to Houston and Kareem Jackson was coming off just an abysmal rookie year at cornerback for the Texans. And Kareem was like a different guy, not just in 2011, but for the rest of his career, most of which was played alongside Jonathan Joseph. They were the fixtures at cornerback for this team for so, so many years. I tweeted about that, hoping that he would have a similar effect on Derek Stingley in the short time he's going to spend with him during this preseason. J.J. Watt actually replied to the tweet and said, one of the smartest players I've ever played with and one of the best teachers, mentors for young guys, this is going to be extremely beneficial for the young DBs and the entire squad. J.J. is the real deal. That's J.J. Watt saying that. John, what do you expect this? What, what kind of effect do you think Jonathan Joseph can have on a full training camp working with Derek Stingley Jr.? D'Amico's last year with the Texans was J.J.'s first year as a free agent, so they know each other. And the key is, does Jonathan want to dive in and do coaching full-time? He's been off now uh, two or three years. He's been an ambassador with the Texans. He's been around. Uh, you know, they have so many coaches. They've got – they got coordinators, position coaches, assistant position coaches. But I think as much as they will allow him to do, he'll do it. And you mentioned Derek Stingley Jr. That would be the player I would target. What he can learn in a short period of time from J. Joe, if he listens and wants to, will be immeasurable. Yeah, I would. I mean, like the selfish Texan fan in me says, make J. Joe Derek Stingley's private coach. <laughs> you know what I mean? Attach him at the hip to Sting. Stingley means more than any other cornerback on this team, than every other cornerback on this team combined, given what they invested in him in terms of of uh, of draft capital. Yeah, I'm, I'm – go ahead, John. I, I was going to say, the one thing they won't be doing is having a salad together because J. Joe's never had a salad. He's a junk food junkie. Cecil Shorts was the first one to tell me that, that the one thing – 
You know, the, the one thing we can't have Jonathan imparting upon these rookies is his wisdom from a dietary <laughs> standpoint. He's like you and me, pre-soda weight loss, John. He's, he, he loves that fast food and he loves those sweets it's from what uh, from what everybody says. And yet the guy hangs. John, you know, what Jonathan Joseph is the guy hangs around the league for what, 15 years, 16 years. I think he got, came in in 06. He's taking nine picks ahead of D'Amico. That's kind of funny when you think about it now. Um, and then I think 2020 was his last season in the league. He's like one of those guys, John, like, and again, for those who don't know, Jonathan Joseph reported like a hey, great player for 15, a decade and a half. You see junk food constantly all the time. He's like one of those people that you see like these articles, like a uh, 101 year old man in Colorado Springs attributes his fifth of whiskey. He drinks every day to living so long. Right? I guess J Joe. <laughs> That's unbelievable. All right. So we're both thumbs up on Jonathan Joseph in this role. And I think in life, Jonathan Joseph's one great dude, right? Absolutely. All right. So um, John, as we uh, get maybe shift a little more over to training camp in general, um, you and I have talked plenty about camp in the last few pods here, but we've got uh, just 48 hours to go. Are there any final things like as we get closer, as we're just maybe a day or two away, like, as you think about walking on to, into camp that day, like, I always talk about the position groups and compare it to Disneyland. Like, which ride are we going to go on first here? Who are we watching? Like, what position group are you most excited? Other than quarterback, which position group are you most excited to watch? Well, first of all, I'm going to have a column on SportsRadio610.com later today about five veterans who are under the most pressure to produce the way they're capable. And I'm starting with Derek Stingley Jr., mm -hmm. who we just mentioned, and then Kenyon Green. You know, Robert Woods is under a lot of pressure, a veteran's receiver to be healthy and step up and play the way he did when he played for the Rams before he blew out his knee. And uh, I'm gonna, with so many new players, I'm going to watch the secondary for Petrie, but also Stingley. Linebackers, I don't have as much interest in. Toa Toa, he interests me because he's a rookie. And once you and Seth got Nick Casario to bring him up out of the blue, that showed me how impressed Nick was because Nick never brings up rookies. Getting the log jam out of the defensive line where they have an edge rushers and interior, watching Will Anderson Jr., who may be uh, – I'm not saying he's going to be better than Clowney and Mario Williams, who were the top overall picks, but he was higher rated than Mario Williams. And of course, Clowney was – highest rated, a generation-type player, but he was never a great pass rusher, even in college. Will Anderson Jr. is a great pass rusher. Offensive line, eh, not really. I'll I'll watch Kenyon Green and see how Juice Scruggs takes a little time to get up there. Tight ends, we know Dalton Schultz can catch. The wide receivers, yes. Uh, seeing how that sorts out with so many candidates, and I can't wait to watch Tank Dell. And more important, Sean, I can't wait to talk to him because we haven't been able to talk to Tank since the day he was drafted. Yep. I, John, you hit a bunch of the ones I had here just as I was kind of chicken scratching my list together before camp. Health of Kenyon Green. It's not just Kenyon Green, the player. It's Kenyon Green, like the human being. Is he healthy, physically healthy? Because um, he had knee surgery back in March, at least a procedure on his knee. It wasn't reconstructive or anything. It was a scope, but still. So, yeah, Green, I had Kenyon Green. Does Stingley, does the new bulked up Stingley mean a more durable Stingley? I don't think we'll find that out until the season, but how does Stingley look for sure? The wide receiver three spot, because I think Robert Woods and Nico Collins are the top two right now, because all the other guys are basically rookies. 
you know, I know, I know Noah Brown is in the mix. He feels like more of kind of that back end of the depth chart journeyman type guy. I feel like Nico and Robert Woods, like they were to line up in a two wide receiver set tomorrow in a game. I feel like Robert Woods would be on one side. Nico Collins would be on the other. Who of this young group of John Mechie, um, Tank Dell, Xavier Hutchinson, who takes potentially takes that wide or any of them, you know, maybe it's none of the above takes that wide receiver three spot. So that's one for me. Free agents in general, the the not the undrafted ones, but like the the Dalton Schultzes and the Singletaries and the you know the the, the Robert Woodses of the world, and then a bunch on the defensive side, Jimmy Ward, guys like that. Which free agents jump off the page and feel like okay, this feels different? You know, they they signed they signed so many journeymen the last few years that were just hanging on in the league. Not like they signed a bunch of Pro Bowlers, but they signed a bunch of guys who could be contributors on good teams around the league. Do those guys jump off the page? And the last thing for me, John. And I just jotted this down as you and I were talking at the beginning here, but I'll be anxious to see if this excitement that you and I uh, at least hypothesizes out there, it feels palpable because you and I see it on social media around town. We talk to people and things like that. This the world that's the world we live in, though. You know, we live in a constant world of interaction with people who would naturally be excited. Does that excitement that you and I are feeling from the people we interact with on a daily basis, does that translate into, wow, the stands are full again out of these practices? Wow, everybody's excited. Not just people who read your columns or listen to my show, but the average fan in Houston that just likes football when it's good. Are they buying in on this sort of thing? I'm really anxious to see if that buzz that you and I are feeling translates to what we feel out there when we're out there on Wednesday morning. I'll go back to the draft and when C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson Jr. drafted down at Miller uh, Outdoor Theater and thousands of people just went crazy. And then, of course, everybody went crazy over D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico is the main reason I think the stands will be full for the eight open practices they have. Yep, I hope so. Should be a lot of fun, man. Should be a lot of fun. And uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you're out there and you see me and John, be sure to say hello. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you downloading on the Odyssey app or on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Uh, appreciate you helping grow this thing.